Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your hostess, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by... Solzy. Mark. Sheen Washable. Nope. Jamar. And Kendall. Your household appliance. Get over it. it no, it's I don't like the it. way things happen. Today on Getting Sports with Drunk, we have a fun show for you. We're going to be doing our new newest segment that our producer created. It's called Drunken Disputes. Roadhouse. 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 <laughs> but before we before we get into that, starting lineups, we're doing a Connecticut beer theme on the show Ooh. today. So local brews got a special surprise here for everyone. You've been iced. You've been <laughs> iced. You've been iced. Oh, oh no! You've been iced. Quick, snap them and chug them. Those are the rules. So snap them and chug them. Here we go. By the ice. Yeah. Here we go. Guys are done for. What a terrible. So, oh yeah. Let's go. You can't stop. You got to keep going until they're done. You have to chug them. They got to be gone. Well, because Souls is leaning back. Souls, you you're still in last place, even though you're chugging the hardest. And Jeff is dying over there. I, oh man, this is so good. I tried to have it ready to be filmed, but I my phone I fumbled my phone. Oh yeah, that was good. I tell you what, I could probably drink a thousand of those. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Now, I noticed Paul, you didn't drink yours. I don't have to. I iced you guys. But you touched it, so I think you should drink it. No, I just pulled it up. I was I was curious to see if it was a twist off, and then I saw you guys all take them off. I have never been so disappointed <laughs> in the revealing of our beers. Oh, that's not your beers. I just I just no, iced just, you guys. Just an iced. How do you guys feel being iced? That was Good. cold. Oh, <laughs> Jeff grabs another one. Right, well, well I'll, I'll drink the other one. I'll drink the sixth one. That'll be mine. But um, so we do have beers though. We do have <laughs> Connecticut beers. So we we featured six different beers or uh, five different breweries on the show. So starting first from Thimble Island for Kendall Reed, we have the Four Horsemen, a dark hoppy imperial ale. Very I know normally cool. we say our own beers, but I picked them out. I like it. Ugh. I like it. So nice for Machin Washable from Broadbrook Brewing. We have Hopstillo, a India Pale Ale. Why? Thank you. They're out of East Windsor, Connecticut. For Jeff, we have Relic Brewing's Whiting Street. It's an American lager. All right, and it's got a good name. Kyle, you have. Orange Juiced IPA from Stony Ooh. Creek. We know you love the juice. It's been a while. And uh, Paul from Two Roads has his nice big bomber of Bog Wilds. <laughs> so, uh, from behind the whiteboard. Yeah, well, I didn't want you guys to see it. So the that, bombardier. Because the only there. person I was worried about blowing the iced coverage was Jeff. Because I know Kendall wouldn't look because he was all excited. and But Jeff's, Jeff's seen the iced thing. Did, a lot. did Kendall um, not know about it? No, it's been, it was a complete surprise. Now, were you surprised, Jeff? Did you, did you have any idea? I was surprised, yes. Yeah. I, His I face, like, no he looked idea. shocked when he saw it. He was like, wait, <laughs> was is this like, real? Like, do I have to do this? You said it before I saw it, and then I registered it in my head. I was like, wait, really? This, you guys, you guys were iced. Oh, that was such a good revealing. We've been beaten. <laughs> you guys are done for. It wasn't the worst. Yeah, it's an easy, it's an easy drink, you know? It's, it is. I want to ice you guys again, but I'm going to get, like, the like the Moscow mule flavored iced. ones. <laughs> oh, Kyle, you got to chug it. Kyle, you got to chug it. No, right. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you can't somebody. Right, uh, toast to Excellence. We didn't really talk about this before the show, so I don't know who to toast it to. Let's toast it to the icing. All right. It's not sports-related, but we'll do it. It's a save. We'll toast it, we'll toast it to, to Smirnoff Ice. Gentlemen. This one requires a bottle opener. <laughs> Forgot about that one. Thank you. Poor planning on the producer's part. I, I can't wait to listen back to the show because, like, they they cracked it right when I popped it, but the cork popped. I hope I got the sound on the uh, on the audio. And hopefully, too, we didn't we didn't put the blanket down on the table this time, and now every time someone puts their can on the table, it's like an earthquake. Uh, <laughs> so, so gentle, gentle placements. So, Kendall. You have a disgusting shot to do from I our do. private stock. I do. I do. Um, Let me hand that back to Mark. As last week's trivia loser. Kyle did quite a number on the private stock last week. Yeah, Kyle was pretty <laughs> sloshed last week. <laughs> he paid for everybody at the diner. It, it so worked Kyle, out for us. Kyle, are we repeating this? I'm just hungry, but I'm not repeating this. 
I mean, we're he not, did get iced, and he's yeah, not drinking yeah, his second ice. And you have a pretty high percent beer. Well, if we know what they say, when in Rome. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. So, do you have your trivia ready? I do, I do. Um, in spirit of... Uh, well, hold on. I know, before you get in there, but you put, you put the private stock on the floor. How are we all supposed to just take random sips for bad puns and whatnot? Yeah, I sincerest of... Up, up, shot. Yeah. <laughs> this is a clean show. <laughs> Not <Ass>. anymore. <laughs> so, in spirit Ugh. of uh, Tariq Cohen... He threw a touchdown as a running back against the Ravens this past Sunday. One of my favorite players, Ladanian Tomlinson, he's thrown a couple touchdowns in his day. How many touchdown passes has he thrown? Six. Five. Two. Three. The correct answer is seven. So Kyle <laughs> That's next for next week. week. We can do no, now, you, but... you got ice, too. You're trying to pawn it off over there. I'll also, ice you, dude. You can't. You better <laughs> ice you. You're already frozen. I'm you're just, shook. I'm I'm hot, man. So like that's just gonna melt. Oh, this is horrible. Yeah. This is horrible. Uh, Moving uh, along. Jesus Christ. So, well, Kyle takes his his bad hot iced reference joke here. He's a fire and ice <laughs> guy. We all know it. So uh, it's terrible. Souls, why don't you, uh, why don't you give the listeners, we, we've been a little lackadaisical on our pick updates. Yeah. So after after week six of NFL action, why don't you let them know where we are? And well, you... Mox in the lead. Damn right. With a 49-27 record, but he's not in the lead in fantasy, so. Or, or in fan for a team. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> uh, Paul's in second with a 47-29 record. Uh, I'm going to go Bad to week. a two-way tie between me and Ken. We're 43 and 31. This is the first time I've ever called him Ken on the air. Yeah. That's not my Don't name. Don't do it again. Shot. <laughs> then Jeff. That's right. Then Jeff. Bringing up the rear. 40 and 32. So I'm tanking for next season. <laughs> Real quick, just because he called you Ken. Before we, before we get into the show, there was, uh, we went to the Hop Knot today, um, Kendall and I, for lunch. A uh, pretzel uh, beer place in both uh, Middletown and Southington, Connecticut. And the waitress there, who we've actually dealt with a number of times in our travels there, she she asked him his name because he didn't know it. So he told her Kendall, and she said, do you like to be called by anything else like Kenny? And he goes, you can call me whatever. And I know damn right well if any of us tried to call him Kenny, he would be absolutely livid. Kenny! I mean, it's, I don't know. <laughs> call me whatever you want. It, just, it, it sounds bad in the ear, you know what I mean? It, what, Kenny? That's What's wrong, Kenny? Kenny? Yeah, Kenny sounds weird. Yeah, it just it doesn't doesn't yeah. work. I don't know. What if we call you Kenny Chesney? I, no. <laughs> but you have no shirt, no shoes, Whoa, no wow. problem. Shot for Paul. Uh, um, so, there we go. Yeah, so the, the pickums are pickums are going well. We're doing well. no. <laughs> well, Jeff just keeps picking the wrong. What was teams. Jeff's record? Forty and thirty-two. I mean, we're still doing better than I thought we would. There's usually a lot of like upsets and like. Surprises. I mean, like the New York Giants, right? Like, I mean, like the the only surprise this week really like would have been like the Giants. I feel beating Denver, and then like if you pick the Packers because Rodgers went down. Yeah, but like I mean, there, I feel like a lot of games have kind of gone a little bit more to schedule this year. Well, I don't know. I mean, the Dolphins beating the Falcons was kind of surprising. Yeah, none of us had that. Yeah, yeah. well, it's because you guys all laughed at Jay Cutler, but that guy smokes cigarettes and throws touchdowns. <laughs> Nobody else in the league does that. <laughs> The best of the best, where the best come from. So, uh, today we're doing a debate-style yeah. show. Yeah, Kendall, uh, why don't you give the listeners... Yeah, I, I know I interrupted you from doing that, but... No. <laughs> um, 
Drunken Disputes was your baby. You, yep. you came up with the, the topic. So. Come on, Kenny. So <laughs> it just sounds awful. Just, uh, I can just picture Eric Cartman saying it. <laughs> I was done for. Eric Cartman. Like, Come on, Kenny. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Furthermore. Yeah, it just sounds bad. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a Kenny. I don't look like a Kenny. Yeah, I don't look like a machine. Yes, you do. <laughs> Shut up, Kenny. Striking resemblance. You actually. do look like a machine. You're you're a little wide, and you always have a load in you. It's <laughs> on the spin cycle right now. All right, Ken, what do you got for us? <laughs> uh, Kenneth here. Um, oh, Ken, <laughs> you, no, we're done now. Shut, bro. All right, all right let, me, let me explain the topic. So we've kind of done a debate-type show before, but this time it's going to be kind of like a, Paul is going to be the host. He's going to be pitching the questions. And then we're going to each have about, we'll call it a minute, to kind of discuss our point. No. Multiple points. No? Three, three minutes. Three minutes? Okay. It's going to be three minutes because we always go over the time. So I've decided yeah. it's okay. going to be a three minute for the whole group. That's just it. Mm. So short and sweet answers. I mean, keep the explanation short. Everybody has to get time in on the topic. So no no dragging it out. You know. And he's just going to be silently keeping track of the points. That way we're kind of in the dark, and people are just throwing stuff on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll kind of, we won't really know. Getting a little who, rowdy, gentlemen. Getting a little rowdy, gentlemen. We won't really know who's in the lead, so you gotta, you got to bring your A game. So it's going to work like, uh, if I make a point, and say, J-Mart repeats the same point who? as I do, uh, Jed here, uh, <laughs> he, he will lose a point. <laughs> so we're showing a picture of... Uh, uh, Kevin, Kevin Nash holding a gun. Sorry, he's horrible. He's horrible. We've pretty much already like thrown the show in the bag. Which is just, <laughs> so, like, just terrible today. So I wish I had like a little cubicle thing. Um, I had a pen, but I'm not sure. I think I think Kyle's all it. I had a. I wish I had like a little like a like something so you guys can't see me writing down because it's gonna be pretty obvious I when can't I with the if I go to take a like a, a motion towards the paper while you're talking. You can't know it's coming a to you. Shaving so. guy with glasses. Well, that's right. Watch out. All I can say is well, I'll take seven shots at the thing and we won't even notice. Yeah, there you go. We'll just try yeah. to try to scout honor it a little bit. You know, try all not right. to peek at the paper. Um, there'll be points, negative points, and of course bias points. Um, <laughs> so with that being said, um, we'll delve into some topics. Let's go. So. The first topic oh. is perfect for some some biases. We have, as of right now in the NFL, well, not right now, the second, but currently in the NFL, who is the better quarterback, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Obviously, not counting the injury. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Tom oh. Brady. Okay, well, I'm not. This isn't an answer. You guys should start giving. I'm not giving any points for just saying. All right, so one's <laughs> got a handful of rings, the other doesn't. I'm gonna go with Tom Brady because. He makes the receivers way better than Aaron Rodgers makes his receivers better. Does that make any sense? So he brought they brought in Chris Hogan, who was a Buffalo Bill, who didn't really do much, and now he's like a superstar in New England. I say Rodgers. Rodgers extends plays like no one else in the NFL. He makes big plays. Brady's a system quarterback. Rodgers is better. I got Brady for the sheer reason of playoff success. 25-9. and nine. Rodgers already has seven losses in the playoffs, and Brady's much older. Tom Brady has now won more games than any other NFL quarterback. Controversially. Controversially, <laughs> be that as a man. Stupid call. Is, uh, well, but for once, though, not controversially on him. True. Very true. Uh, winning his Super Bowl quarterback, and uh, he is the best for that reason. Kendall, I'm going to give you two points. I know we're not supposed to say that, but I'm giving you two points <laughs> because you, you said Tom Brady's the best ever, and I know it really hurt you to do that. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, Shrivel. Kenny. He's shriveling up right now. No. So, yep. So we done? 
Yep. And I, I kept time, keeping time, but that wasn't three minutes. All right, I so. don't want to talk about Tom Brady anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, was I, I really had something to say, but I forgot what it was. Not important. So we're just going. To, we're, this is for all sports. Keep in mind, you know, we're not. not just Winston be Churchill. Winston, there we go. All right, Jeff points. Um, yeah, I agree with Jeff. Winston. <laughs> so this one, this points one's a little trickier. So we're gonna go this. This is across all sports, all four major sports in America. Who's the best court coach in sports? Go, Kyle. Yeah, come on. All right, I'm gonna go with Greg Popovich. <laughs> he is the only coach that can have his reserves play and blow out a team like the Cavaliers by 20, 25 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Jeff. love debating Kyle, and I also think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, go ahead, Ken. I'm going to jump in here. I have I have a paper. Jeff and I both have papers here. I feel very <laughs> official. I have uh, Don Shula. Don Shula uh, coached uh, the Miami Dolphins most notably. He has the highest winning percentage of any NFL coach. He has 347 wins. He's coached multiple Hall of Fame quarterbacks, including Dan Reno and Johnny Unitas, and is a two-time Super Bowl champion. And also, he hones the owns the only undefeated NFL season 17 and 0 per the 14 game uh, season in Popovich still longest tenured coach in all of sports history for America. He has 20 winning seasons in a row. If he does another winning season that's a record, five championships, 1000 wins. It's all there. For me if I had to pick the best coach that I've seen, it's Terry Francona. He took the Red Sox that haven't won a World Series in, what was it, 86 years, got them a World Series, retired, went to the Indians, and now they're like a perennial World Series caliber team. They haven't gotten it done yet, but it's only a matter of time. I think he's been the best baseball coach we've seen. Baseball. Hey, listen. Drank two of those things. (laughs) This is is multiple South Park references. I love it. All right, well, so so good, good gentlemen. You guys are. It was really nice watching Jeff punch himself like into submission after. Yeah, hit himself pretty hard. Yeah. All right, so this one, this one's a good one for me. I feel like I know the answers, but it's point systems. So make make good arguments. Uh, should baseball eliminate the DH position? No. Interleague play gives the pitchers opportunities to get a rest day when they play the AL teams. Also. It's nice in the AL to see DHs. I mean, that's kind of your ninth guy. The next guy up gets his shot to show he can hit. It gives your pitcher a break. Postseason, you see a little bit of both on each side. I think it stays the same. See, I, I like the DH because it extends certain players' careers. Like, David Ortiz would have never been in the MLB as yep. long as he was Not without holiday. the DH. Personally, I think it should go. If you play the field, you should hit. I, I love watching NL baseball because you have to go around the pitcher. There's there's more bunts. There, it, it's just to me, it's more interesting to watch. That's why I like how it's kind of split up though. That the AL has it and the NL doesn't. So you get a little bit of both. And then when they do clash, you know, a lot of these NL teams have to throw some guy off their bench in the yeah. lineup, kind of see it's what true. they. And it's an opportunity for them to show, hey, maybe I could work my way into this starting lineup. Keep the DH. It provides a difference between two leagues. The only sport that has that distinct difference. And it, it it's it's cool because it, when the teams do have interleague, they have to prepare a little bit differently than you would have to just, you know, when you're playing a team in, in your conference. So keep the DH. I feel like it should stay the same. It provides more strategy to the game. Yeah. So instead of, like, just having guys swing away, it's like focusing on bonds and situational hitting instead of just everyone swinging. Like the DH just swinging for the fences. Well, Edgar Martinez... Wait, did you say it should DH. stay the same, but then said that it fences. should be different? 
No, I just said it should stay the same. There's tons of DHs that don't necessarily just swing for you the fences. You know what I mean, though. I don't. The main goal is to drive in runs. Because oh, they, is it? Yeah. Take your shirts Always? off and wrestle. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. If they, if they bet fourth, maybe. We all knew do. this was coming. Yeah. <laughs> but they was, all don't. I can't believe we made it to three topics before <laughs> Kyle starts rubbing his head. The DH will bat fourth. I don't, I don't know if that's entirely accurate. I think it is. Hook it up. Uh, why don't you? <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Moving on. You brought the fact out. <laughs> no, you brought the fact. You had the paper. <laughs> My favorite thing is, is there was a text message prefacing before the show that yeah. they didn't want to watch, them, watch this become a showdown between the two of them. I'm so, personally I mean, when glad. When Ichiro to... DHs, is he batting fourth looking for home but runs? But he DHs once every blue He always played the outfield. He never but really. But he DHs now. He's His career is being extended. He's a pinch hitter. He is not he a DH. DHs He's a pinch when hitter. when they play the AL. We are not having a discussion because the only DHs. He DHs when they play no, the they, AL. No, not all the time. That's a he fact. He hits lefties and righties equally as good. Souls, why is your shirt off? Matt Holiday <laughs> does not hit fourth. Matt Holiday bats fifth. Oh, God. That's Jeff's shirt fourth. is off. It's the same shit. Fourth and fifth are two different things. Here they go. It's basically the same thing. Fourth, the fourth and fifth, fifth are two hitters are supposed things. to drive in run. They're two different numbers. Oh, my God. All right. Well, we, anyway. we've eclipsed our three minutes. <laughs> um, I I, I kind of egged that on by not interrupting sooner. I'm but... glad you didn't. <laughs> All right. Oh God, they're wrestling now. <laughs> In terms of single season performance, what's the greatest sports team of all time? The 2013 Denver Broncos, perhaps the greatest NFL team offensively we've ever seen ever. Peyton Manning throws 55 touchdown passes. He throws for 5,470 yards. Highest, highest ever. And the only problem is they didn't win the Super Bowl, but their only team that had to play in the cold, which is a lot of BS. Every other team got to play in perfect conditions, and that's the reason they lost. But Sounds like an excuse. Nope, nope, nope. If they're so good, how come they couldn't get it done? Because every other team got to play in nice, comfortable conditions. They're the only team that had to go play in terrible conditions in the Super Bowl. But so did the other team. Well, that's, that's just it. That's just it. It comes down to one or two. One of the teams has to win. There's no ties. No, Jeff seems to be the instigator here. Because <laughs> I know the team that's the best, and that's the Golden State Warriors. I mean, I'm not even going to say anything else. Unanimous MVP for the first time in NBA history, Steph Curry. I mean, hurt it, you? It, it hurts to say all this because I f***ing hate them. <laughs> Want to go and say the last year New Orleans Pelicans? <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I actually um, give them ten <laughs> points. I uh, I agree with Kendall. That that Broncos team, they were just unbelievable. I mean, Peyton Manning was just firing on all cylinders. They they were unstoppable. It was unfortunate how the season ended for them that year, but but they were they were incredible to watch. Here's my thing too. What happened in the league after that? Nothing. Look what happened in the NBA. Golden State goes on a run. Teams are literally buying championship rosters just to compete other teams are tanking just to avoid them and hope that they all retire by the time their team is actually playoff contention a lot of people are thinking that's kind of ruining the nba though they don't like this super team thing they don't can't beat them it's it's kind of like a uh you know a double-edged sword where some people love it because you know hey i'm a warriors fan it's cool to see all these players play together and whatever but everyone else hates it they hate it because they can't win. I'm not sure what exact year it was, but my thing is the undefeated Miami Dolphins. 72. 72. 72. That's what I really thought it was. No, you didn't. I swear to God. 
I just want to call him with his life. All right. Those of you that don't know, Kyle loves Cole Hamels. Ever to have a perfect season. To go 14-0, I think it was, in the regular season and win the Super Bowl. To me, that's it's perfect. You know, the Patriots almost did But they didn't. Oh, I know. Why didn't they, Kyle? The Giants. That's it. But my thing is, they had the perfect. (laughs) Miami Dolphins had the perfect season, and you can't beat that. But what? Nothing. I just want to see. Him, I want to see him get a little angry. The there. perfect season. All right. Can't help, but none of you, you know, said this year's Chicago Bulls. But okay. Um, well, I said last year's Pelicans. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. All right. The boogie. Stop it. <laughs> Who is the next face of MLB baseball? Cody Bellinger. Aaron Judge. It's tough because I mean I I don't know if the guy's been in the league too long, but I say Bryce Harper. I mean, I don't know why you guys are looking at me. Too long. Too long. I, he's been in too long. I mean, I wouldn't I, even say too long. I say Harper because he's, he he has the personality to be the face. Like Trout, I think is a better player, but Harper has that that the flair. The the flair exactly. He he's much more in your face. Watch me play. I'm I'm a louder player, and he's and he is very good. Uh, I think all the buzz is around Judge. He's got the the big market behind him. He put up the big numbers to back it. He's a very likable personality. For me, I, and I'm a big Yankees fan. I like Aaron Judge. He's got to do it for more than a year. We've seen so many players come in and have these huge one seasons. I hope he comes in and continues, but he strikes out a lot. I mean, he's he set two different records this year for strikeouts. <laughs> you know, if he plays this year like he, he did, did this year for the, the next rookie home run season, right? he did. But I mean, if he has four more seasons where, yeah, he hits fifty home runs, but strikes out seven hundred times, just be Ryan Howard, <laughs> Adam Dunn. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think Cody Bellinger could be like Harper without all the baggage. You know, solid player. You know, offensively minded. You know, he's got a decent glove. But I mean, doesn't you know not you know running around? Look at my hair; it's, it's high. You know, it's it fantastic not, hair. But, <laughs> but that's the In thing. His like, defense. I know Mark picked him, but but that's the thing. Like for so long, like. I mean, I may be wrong, but Jeter was the face of the MLB for a while. And I really think that's only because he was in New York. As good as he was, New York was the big the big market, so he got more promotion. If he was on a different team, he wasn't like a big flamboyant player, so I don't think people would have paid as much attention to him. Did a long list of girls. Yeah. For me, it's a guy that hasn't really proven don't it yet. Don't say Cole Hamels. Nope. <laughs> Eric Sogard. <laughs> He's on the Chicago White Sox, and I believe it's going to be Johan Mankato. Nope. Say that five times fast. <laughs> Jeff with a <the> hard no. <laughs> he had the potential to have one of the best bats in baseball, a very good glove, can play all around the infield, number one prospect in baseball. I think he, with a full spring training and the start of the regular season in Major League Baseball, I believe he becomes, he, he takes that next step. And he becomes that player that everybody thought he was going to be. You're saying he's going to be the next greatest superstar? I guarantee it. You're guaranteed. That's a soul's guarantee. He hits over 300 and had 30 home runs and 100 plus RBIs next season. So, pretty much what that means, for those of you that don't know, when Kyle guarantees something, it never happens. <laughs> Ever. I'm sorry he guaranteed that. Point. <laughs> I'm you, very sorry. Well, let's see how serious it is. Do you men's warehouse guarantee it? Yes. Oh, boy. It's all down <laughs> yeah, I think he's just trying to get some extra points. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, same question, but the NFL. Sean Watson. I agree with Jeff. Watson seems like that kid, you know, good head on his shoulders. The kid can play. 
And uh, he's proven it. Yeah, not just he didn't have just one good game. He's played from behind when they were trying to win a game. He, he's shown that he could run, but he's not a run first quarterback. That's what I like about him. He looks to throw. He makes good decisions. Accuracy isn't there yet, but he's you know it's just what fifth, sixth game. I even look at at the other young players. So like in the last two years, you had like Ezekiel Elliott come out. I mean, he's already controversial, domestic violence, whatever. I mean, Dak, Dak seems like a good guy. They always show him doing charity stuff. He's not in trouble. I just think Watson's going to be a little more outspoken. Yeah, look what he did with his first game check, too. Yeah. I think he'll be more outspoken with, like, charitable things, and it'll just reflect well in the NFL when a lot of players don't. For me, I'm going to give it to Fournette from the Jaguars. He's already ripped off huge runs from a rookie. I mean, 75 yards this past Sunday, a 90-yard rush the week before. That's unheard of, you know, in today's, you know, pass-happy NFL. And if he continues it, which it seems like he's on pace for, I think he's the next big thing. What Pittsburgh Steeler do you think Kyle's going to say now? I'm going with Kareem Hunt, and he runs like a young Adrian Peterson. He has a very, he's very good hand. Do you guarantee that? Shut up. He's <laughs> <laughs> very good hands. I don't think this is just a fluke just so for him. <laughs> he's very good both receiving and running. I just feel like, I think Deshaun Watson's going to be great, but I do feel like Kareem Hunt's going to have the better career when it's all said and done. I, I disagree. I think Deshaun Watson's going to be one of the best quarterbacks we've seen. He walked look into at, such a good system down there. Coming up. When's the last time you were like, wow, really good young quarterback? Yeah, I understand that. And I'm saying Deshaun yeah. Watson's going to be great. Well, my I, shirt's off again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Kareem Hunt plays in a way better division than Watson does. For now. For, For now. now, but... For now, there's a lot of aging players in that division. You know, better defenses are in the... A- AFC West than there is an AFC South. I just feel like Cream well, Houston's Hunt... got a pretty solid defense. Yeah, that's barring a, injuries. That's his team. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm saying, but like, he's facing the Colts, the Titans, and the So how, how is he going to be... He's going to be more successful. Yeah, but He's playing against weaker he's defenses. Gonna, yeah, but Cream Hunt's going to do it against better defenses. If he does it. And he will. He's already proven it. So far. I, I mean, it, it's tough to pick between the two... Personally, I, mean, I think to, even Fournette. Yeah, Fournette's played against some good defenses. Personally, like I said, I think Watson's going to be one of the best quarterbacks we've seen in a while. Time. I'd like to give my two cents on this one because oh. you guys can't take points away. Trubisky. Um, no. <laughs> see, I'm going to take. I'm going to kind of take the mock route for baseball. I'm going to say Andrew Luck, and I'm going to say that, and it's entirely based on his health. I understand that, but quarterbacks play a long time. He has the ability to do that. He's got the arm. He's got. He's already proven that he's got the talent to do it. Their defense is on the rise. It's still not there yet, but it's getting better every single game. You know, the players that are there are making progressions. They're not old anymore defensively. And offensively, their receivers are making big plays without Andrew Luck. And when you get a quarterback that can make those plays, it's only going to make Andrew Luck look better. I know he's been around for a little while, but I think the addition (coughs) of players like Fournette and Deshaun Watson are going to cause Andrew Luck to have to play better. And I think Andrew Luck becomes the next face of NFL football. I don't. I don't think it's a, a rookie. I mean, I just because. I mean, when's the last time you saw a rookie become the face of the NFL within a short period of time? As long as, and the reason I say it is because as long as Aaron Rodgers is playing football, he's going to be the face once Brady retires. And Andrew Luck, it's just he plays a position where he has the ability to play for another 13, 14 years. That's a good point. That's my two cents in on the matter. 
So ten, ten points for Paul. Um, <laughs> okay, so this one's a this one's a fun one. Um, this might be somewhat geared towards certain people here, but you guys all know. Is Phil Jackson's it was success. Phil Jackson's fault. <laughs> is, is Phil Jackson's success in Chicago and Los Los Angeles based off the players, or is it based off of him? Players, players look after Michael Jordan retired for the first time. They didn't go to the finals. But is that because Jordan wasn't there? Yeah, that's why it's based on the players. Players not, but Phil could coach as great as he wanted. He didn't have the players to get there. Jordan was that good. Point bar none. <laughs> I think it's the players as well, and because you have to have the right players to play the kind of offense that Phil Jackson wants, and that's the triangle. The Knicks didn't have that offense, and oh, here he goes. He knows it. <laughs> didn't, didn't have you know. Kobe. So how is it on the players? That is on Phil Jackson. You have a team that you know can't run a triangle. Why are you running a triangle? Wasn't he the GM of the Knicks? Why was he making that decision? Well, well the, the, question, the, the question has nothing to do with the Knicks. This question has nothing to do with it. It's only about Phil's success. Phil's 10 championship rings. His success was on the players, not really. Now, I... I, I emphasize <clears throat> this has nothing to do with the Knicks. Phil was the, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, coach. He also it, had the two not greatest players. players of all time. It is not on the players. He made them... They were great players. Don't Are you talking about Nick Van Exel and BJ Armstrong? Yes. But okay. those players were built for that system. They ran that system and success. Once he left, yeah, they lost. That's because the system doesn't work without him. The Lakers won they, without they him. They worked perfectly. The triangle worked every time. But they had Kobe and Shaq. Yes. And therefore, if he didn't have Kobe and Shaq, the players... If he didn't but have, without running a triangle, what do they do? They probably would have been just no, as good. They, they break up just like they did. Kobe gets mad. Shaq gets mad. They leave. They, they would have been just as perfect good. as a unit. And then the Lakers won a couple years later. So therefore, it wasn't really him. It was the players. They won a couple years later. It was it's Kobe irrelevant. Bryant and Michael Jordan that made Phil Jackson. Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. So you're saying that whatever team has Kobe and Michael should win the ring, regardless of who's around them? And who's coaching them? No, but they saying one still player, had no, one but they player? had Kobe and Shaq. They had Scotty and Jordan. Okay, the two great. They were the best players in that position at the time. Okay, if those players weren't there, he would have not won. He would have not won, or he would have he would not won one ring. I guarantee it. I don't know about that. So you take Scotty out of Chicago. Chicago doesn't win that many rings. So I mean, I think a big person we're forgetting about is Shaq here. I mean, what a great guy, bald. <laughs> Super athletic. Uh, I mean, you know, he's in tons of commercials now, and I think that's you know. A, a Ta- perfect... Time's ticking. Mark hasn't. Mark, you have something to chime in about? Um, you know, I I too think it was the players. I mean, Phil Jackson was a good coach, but he uh, look at the players he had playing look for at him. The egos that he controlled. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, there, there's no denying he was a good coach. I think now he became because he was such a good coach, it kind of turned him into an ego maniac type guy. But no. he he also had just lazy. He also had, like, you know, all-time talents playing for him. And who he sculpted. Oh, absolutely. That's what I mean. Like, I, I think he was a Just good don't coach. don't forget how good he was when he played. It, it went kind of hand-in-hand. I mean, it's it's not that it's hard to coach when you have these all-star players, but you have to maintain them, like you just said. You got to keep everybody in check, have them know their place, and he was able to do that. So it just kind of worked. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to get my two cents. That was a lot of basketball knowledge I just dropped off the top of my head. 
Uh, I, I, say, I say it's Phil Jackson. And the reason I say it is because you kind of touched on it. He had all the players in the world. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Kobe, Shaq. He had all these supporting players. Uh, Scotty, Rodman, Jordan. Every single one of those players, with the exception of Dennis Rodman, that we've named, and many supporting players, had more than the ability to take over a game and be the guy. And the only person that could tell them not to do it and they'd listen to it was Phil Jackson. End of story. 100%. Correct. I mean, I, that's my two cents on it. I mean, Pippen knew his place and knew Jordan was the best to ever play basketball, at least at the time. That's a different debate. And that's why I think Pop's the but, next best coach. Same thing. He controls his players. He knows he's got superstars. Can I, can I ask a line. quick question? No. Okay. All right. So the next question. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> I, I want to ask because I'm, I'm kind of piggybacking off what Jeff was saying. What about Steve Kerr in Golden State? It's too early. But I, but I, he's kind of in the similar situation where he has, you it's know, Mark, these, that's these, Mark Jackson's team, not but Steve I, Kerr's. But team. he has these all-time talents, and he's got to maintain who's, you know, the difference. And I'll, I'll yes say and this: no. the difference between Steve Kerr and Phil Jackson is Phil Jackson had the has had the success with the two teams, and so that right there enough is like makes him better than Steve Kerr. Steve because he did it twice. Nice Kyle's right. I mean, Steve Kerr definitely has helped that team, but Mark Jackson built it, and Steve Kerr took it over. And the only reason why Mark Steve Jackson Kerr is the got... right guy for it, though. Let's yeah. Steve Kerr is the right coach for it. But the other thing I'd like to, to add into it too is one thing that the Golden State Warriors have, and Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr has that Michael uh, that um, Phil Jackson never had in those two teams was a point guard. So Steve, Steph Curry and Steve Kerr are pretty much in the same agreement that even though they're superstars that can score the ball, Steph Curry is the point guard. He controls the ball. It's his team to run. End of story. There's no competition about it. Kevin Durant has no say in running that team. Steph Curry brings the ball up. He's been there longer than him. It's his team to run. Whereas Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, yes, they took games over, but they weren't the point guard. They didn't control the offense. Yeah. The offense circled around them, but they didn't control it. Steph Curry controls that offense. So... Steph Curry, you know, is the mastermind behind all the greatness. And now that Kevin Durant's there, Clay Thompson is realizing or is is becoming a support role player. He's not a star anymore. I mean, he makes big plays, but he's not the star player on the team. And Draymond Green, you, all last season, all you heard is defense. His offense was pretty much non-existent compared to everybody else's. So that's my two cents in it. So shut up, Mock. Go Pelicans. Okay, Pelicans twenty eighteen. Um, so this is this is one that was it was off off the list of, of research subjects. And so it's gonna be right off the cusp, but I think you guys all have arguments that'll be made. <laughs> Who has the greatest jersey in all sports? This is a good one. This is one of my favorite topics. I obviously have an answer. And I love these these discussions are always the best for me because everybody gets real bias real quick. <laughs> so come on. Instantly the first thing I thought of was the Yankees home jersey. I, I love the pinstripes. <laughs> yeah, well, say what you want. I love them. The Los Angeles former San Diego Chargers. What a classy uniform. The powder blue, the dark blue, <laughs> the white. It just worked perfectly with Until the yellow. They up with the new helmets. The new helmets are so-so. With the white. No, they're hideous. They are a hideous. classy jersey. Hideous. Classy jersey. Classy no class. jersey. All class. God. All right, Jeff, what's your jersey? Or uniform, rather. This is going to be crazy because this is a team I hate, but I like Cincinnati Reds. Very. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a very classy. What jersey. makes it classy? The gray? The gray <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. It's simple. It's it's not like lime green and shit like some of these other teams have been doing. It's it's It hasn't changed much over the years. It's a nice baseball jersey, that white and red at home. And gray. Primarily gray. <laughs> gray on the road. 
Kyle? Kyle, you got anything? He's thinking. Uh, I know. Stop. Just so hard. Is it the Stop Steelers picking your jerseys? Nose. No. <laughs> I think it's the Atlanta Hawks alternate night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go da, 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 da. with the Oakland Athletics, just green and yellow. And yuck. <laughs> Moving on. My reasoning is because it's just... We don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Kyle. Tell us your reasoning. Those are the jerseys that's been around for year after year and stayed consistent. And they've just been... Ooh, go f- yourself. <laughs> they, they've just been iconic to the team. I kind of expected more out of this. I can't help but think you just lost some points. <laughs> so I'd like to, to go ahead and preface this one. The Yankees uniforms because they're not the only team in the in the MLB that wears pinstripes, not. and they weren't the first to do it. Just but they're the most shit. famous. <laughs> the to Red do Sox. It. it doesn't matter. They're not the first. <laughs> they're not the first to do it. The White Sox have been around longer, and they wear pinstripes. I the Yankees are better. Mean, so <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. No one just comes to jerseys. Well, that's a Joe Creedy. Joe Creedy. Yeah, you guys never had Adam Dunn. Do they have Adam Dunn? Have the White Sox been around longer? The White Sox have been around since 1894. Oh, they were by like 10 years. Yeah. So all right. All right. I wasn't sure. Yeah, well, check your facts before you start trying to come at the host. I wasn't. Hey, you, you still have an ice drink down there. Yeah, I know. I'll get to it. You guys are the one that's going to have to do disgusting shots. <clears throat> all of you. Huh? Yeah. All right. Um, this is this is another good one. Who's the biggest bust in sports history? Jamarcus Russell. Drew Brees. No, no, I'm kidding. Jamarcus <laughs> Russell literally held out before he played a day. Got $68 million on his contract for six years. Guaranteed 31. Played horrendous. He had a 152. I know passer rating isn't that big of a deal, but it went from 152 in college to 65. He threw horrible ball. He was garbage. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell was pretty bad. He, Up there with, like, the Ryan reason. Leaf. Ryan Leaf is my guy, and I'll tell you why I think he's worse. Ryan Leaf was supposed to be as good, if not better, than Peyton Manning. He, in his career, which has spanned three seasons, he's 4-17. and 17. He's thrown 14 touchdowns with 13, uh, excuse me, 36 interceptions, and was benched every season he played. Not to mention drafted before Peyton Manning. After, second, but second. It was, it was... No, yeah. All right. But at Chop. least he stayed on the field, to an extent. Jamarcus <laughs> Russell couldn't even get in shape. He was a number one pick. $68 million. Showed up pretty heavy to camp. <laughs> Cocaine did a number, too. I'm, I'm going to go with Greg Oden. And my reasoning is because Blazers picked him to be the face, right? They picked him over Kevin Durant. The first year, hurt his knee. Next year, got hurt again. He never... Joel Embiid. Yeah, but Joel Embiid... Got paid, whatever. <laughs> no, it's not guaranteed because of players like Greg Oden. So that's why I tend to agree with you. Greg Oden's a good pick. And like the thing he impacted is, rookies down the stretch. Uh, the more, like he's a bust because the Blazers could have had Kevin Durant. So they took the guy and he just couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. He kept getting hurt. I mean, he it's too bad because he had flashes of greatness. He but he, he could have been great, but. Game one, I think he went down and just season was over. Anthony Bennett's another guy you can have on that list. I mean, the the list you can have go on and on. I mean, you can put Johnny Manziel on there. The, He's the, doing everything. The list can right. go on and on. I don't think anybody really expected anything of Johnny Manziel. <laughs> but the, but the hype was so big for him. I mean, he was so good in college, and, and the hype was there for him. I never expected he had him to a lot really of doubters do anything, going in though. No <laughs> no one was like, oh, he's the best. He was so young. Coming out of college. He, he shouldn't have left college when he did. But 
he tried to cash in and it didn't work out. So for a little while, I thought it might be Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Yeah. Looking... There was a short stimmer. I thought it was. All right, reversing it now. Who's the biggest steal? Isaiah in Thomas. Sports, sports history. Wow, history. I thought easily Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, he was drafted yeah, in the you sixth can't round. Really argue that he was drafted so late, and he he turned out as much as I can't stand him. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen. So to me, that's the biggest steal in sports. It's gonna get a little personal, but Marquise Colston was a very big steal too. Wasn't that good? I mean, he was a big part of the the whole every postseason we had, which was new to the Saints because they sucked. Remember that time he threw that forward I pass? I do. I do recall <laughs> that. I'm still bitter about that, but I mean, how about Marquette King? Great punter. <laughs> Who would have thought he'd be doing as well as he is? The Raiders yeah. thought it. The Raiders thought it. Those and I mean, are the same people that thought Jamarcus Russell was worth $68 million. <laughs> Hey, so they're one for two. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. Get King know. that contract. He's earned it. Yeah. I'm going to be a little biased here, but... but uh, J.P. Crawford. <laughs> I'm going to go with Antonio Brown. The six-round pick. Nobody really expected him to do great things with Hines Ward and Centennial Holmes, Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Wallace. They decided to pay Brown over Wallace. And it's that became the greatest thing that the Steelers have done in the, like the last ten years. He always having a thousand yard seasons, over a hundred catches. He's just been. He, he's not even that good. Shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> that catch we was insane. He, he is very good. He's catch. one of my favorite players in the league. He's, he's just the one of the he's the. If not the best, one of the best receivers in the NFL for I, the last think, five years. I think right now he's the backbone of the Steelers because Ben's kind of fading out, and it's just just Brown and Bell are like the two pillars of that team right now. Well, they complement each other. Yeah, <laughs> the mean, two complement each other very well. Bell and Brown. That's it. Just wanted to say that. <laughs> <laughs> the law offices of Bell and Brown. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it is it fair to say that like players like. DeAndre Jordan and like Isaiah Thomas and like these players because really if you're an NBA player and you're drafted in the second half of the second round you might as well be drafted in the seventh round of the NFL draft or even undrafted it's the same thing so do players like that do they fall into the same caliber of yeah type thing yeah because a lot of times especially fans they don't even care about the second round I tend to not care you know, if people surprise me, they do. I know Kyle's a big watch every single pick. I've never watched but... the second round of the NBA draft once in my life. Exactly. <laughs> never but once. Have like, you ever there's watched some the first gems round that do come out of Nope. <laughs> right. So Isaiah Thomas was the 60th pick and in the NBA. your GM looks like a genius when you do it. And, you know, that was the last pick of the second round. So the Kings look good doing it. And then and it's funny because they probably got a lot of people angry. Oh, they took a five-foot, like, four-point guard. It's Who really in the NBA? It's just it's the second round is just luck. Like Draymond Green was a second round pick, you know. It's all Isaiah about Thomas. getting the right system. Most of the time, they don't work out. LeBron James. I, I should have been. Pick, I, right? I should have been a second round pick, but no one wanted to throw the dart on me. We made just, you an NBA two K, and then we yeah. traded you. You know, you no, guys do that to me in every franchise you guys <laughs> well, make. We, we made you. Trade just you. Like You're you. on the trading block. Yeah. Well, we put. We made you very realistic. You have an okay free throw. Outstanding passing and your speeds of forty. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I get a lot of like, fouls. Ash Kyle, yeah, I play a lot have... of dirty defense. We, we, we consider that when making a player. My, my person, if, if, I, if I were on the if I were on the trying to be on the point receiving side of this, mine would be Deacon Jones. 
Deacon Jones, you guys know who that is? You guys should know who Deacon Bishop Jones Bull, is. Bishop Bull, brother. Yep. That's it. No, Deacon Jones, pass rusher from the, I think it was drafted in 64 or something like that. Huh. But that was back when there wasn't as many teams in the NFL, so drafts were longer. He was taken in the 14th round of the draft and is considered one of the best the best pass rusher of all time in, in some discussions. He created the sack. Yeah. Coined the word. Tom Brady didn't create nothing. He didn't create passes. <laughs> he didn't create touchdowns. Great steal. Deacon Jones created the sack. That, uh, listen, I'm going to agree for anyone that says they're bre- better than Brady. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Go Deacon Jones. <laughs> um, I think we, we got time for one more, producer. Yeah, we got time for one more. All right, so we'll do the last one here. Um, this one is what this is. This is one of my favorites. I know. I know Jeff was looking forward to it. Uh, he told me before the show. What's the greatest individual sports record of all time? Ooh, I'd like to go last if that's okay. Oh, sure, <laughs> Jeff. I'd like to go second to last if that's okay. <laughs> you guys are gonna be blown away. Well, Kyle, um, Kyle, go first. Come on, Kyle. I didn't think of one. You guys are really gonna make me go first. Aren't huh, you? Can you yeah. re- right. can you repeat the, the question? What's the greatest individual record in sports history? Let me just get my paper. Go here. ahead, Jeff. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, when I think of records, I think they're all meant to be broken, right? I think one of the best records anyone could set is most consecutive games played, especially if you're at the caliber of the man like Cal Ripken Jr. was. So not only did he play in 2,632, that's 16 years consecutively, no days off, but he played at all-star level. You could break a record one year and suck for the rest of your career. This Nick, dude, Nick Foles did that. Exactly. This dude <laughs> came in for pretty much three quarters of the time I was alive and played at all-star caliber. You know, it's funny because I, I was trying to think of a player and I thought of the same like record but a different player. I thought Brett Favre. But for the same thing, for most consecutive starts. Most interceptions thrown to. Yeah, well, no, we're I not talking about that. Um, you know, I don't I don't have the number in front of me, but he, he started however many Forever. He it never missed a game. To woman. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, that's a good record, too. But, um, you know, you look now like Eli Manning is never missed a start for as long as he's been in the NFL, and he's not even near Favre. So, I mean, to play, especially a physical game like football, and to never miss a start, especially being a quarterback, to me, that's incredible to to just be that consistent. You got banged up, too. Kyle, you got someone? Yeah, I'm going to go with the number 753, which is Barry Bonds' record. Oh, get the f*** out of here. You're going to say Barry Bonds? Get the f*** out of here. Why wouldn't I? Because he was on steroids. You still have to be able to hit the ball. Yeah, but performance. Pretty galvanized steroids. You lose. Done. You lose. No. Lose all his points. No, but it's he's got out. an asterisk next to it in the record book, and you I pick don't care. that as the most important record. Yeah. No. It's the hardest for me. He beat Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron, who had those records for thirty plus years. Okay. Steroids. Thirty plus who? years. Yeah, Hank Aaron retired. I mean, well, technically thirty plus years. He's not wrong. To Hank Aaron. You could have picked a different decade number to go with. But <laughs> he's not wrong. Barry Bonds did it. On steroids. It doesn't matter. Of course it matters. No, it Scott, doesn't. It of course matters. it does. He would have never hit that many home runs if he was on, on steroids. He was not hitting that many home runs. You still got to be talented to hit uh, uh, the ball. He, he was not hitting Barry that Bonds, many home runs in Pittsburgh. No doubt. He was hit 30 plus home runs in Pittsburgh. He was going to be one of the greatest 50, hitters. 60 every year. doesn't matter. Get out of here. It does matter. That's no. double. Okay, so That's I don't double. First of all, he was never even convicted of doing steroids. 
Kyle. So it explains me. You and I both know. I don't know because don't he would never. Even... His head got bigger. What? <laughs> His skull okay, grew. I have to get in this. You know. Oh, uh, go ahead, Kendall. So I mean, you now guys my are... shirt's off. O.J. Simpson was never convicted <laughs> either. He didn't do it. Right. Oh my yeah. god. All right. All right. So Kyle. here's what we're missing. Give him a shot. Also, Free Hernandez. We're missing He's dead. Arnold Palmer. Now consider this for a second. Who wants some Arnie Palmies? I thought we didn't do golf on the show. <laughs> yes, we, we do for this. Mm. 44 wins. Last. 44 wins on the PGA Tour. Wow. 44 wins. Can it you is believe incredible. It? 44 wins. You know the next closest guy is? Me. I forgot. Jim but it, but he's still eight wins away from that. It's probably Tiger. No, I don't Tiger, think it is. Tiger, 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 Tiger didn't even cool. pass uh, Nicholas. Yeah. So not only did Arnold Palmer have a you know remarkable career... Like Mike Mock said here, he has his own drink. Which might be one of the best beverages. Well, there's two drinks, because there's the Jack pink Arnold Palmer. There, oh, well, there's, there's variations of the impressive. Arnold Palmer, and there's light versions. Got, we're talking about Arnold Palmers here. No, so, no. Kyle, shut it Most down. Games attended Barry Bonds is on steroids. You lose. No. Yes. Do you think... What about A-Rod? What do you think about him? He was on steroids also. So, do you think he's one of the greatest hitters of all time? All right. All right. Yeah, it off. bitch! Kyle, we're going to talk later. <laughs> Steroids are bad. Well, Cheating. They made the game Cheating. They made the game better. No, the they grain. didn't. They made they the, didn't make the game better. Yes, That's something a lazy right. that doesn't go to the, the gym says. The most right. exciting time in baseball was right. when McGuire and Sosa were going at it for some Knock, knock it off. No. Knock it, it off. It wasn't. Put your shirts back on. It's all done. Show's over. You guys all lose. <laughs> we had so much terrible background noise this episode. We're going <laughs> to try to clean this up. Nah, leave it. We'll do our best. We'll go with scores. Just, just got heated. Need a bath. Alter the rules, because Kyle's a big fan of that. Well, <laughs> we're going to start off with bias points. No, I don't. Uh, I'm on steroids. So, in terms of bias points, Kyle's the biased winner. He got one point. <laughs> Mock also got a point, but he lost a point. Why? Uh, you said Aaron Rodgers over Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers is just the devil. You lose. So, Kyle, Damn. good job. I should have known Sox who player. was keeping track of the points. You're the biased, you're the biased point winner. In terms of regular point winners, now I kept track of positive points and negative points. The winner is a tie. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. You know, this happened last time but we did a point But the loser's mock, so he has to do a Was shit. it really? Yeah, by two. Damn. Kyle, you came in third. Jeff, you and Kendall, you guys tied for first. So, four bonus points. we did it points. without steroids. High five. You each have... Steroids make the game better. That's the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. Prove I'm wrong. So I think guys... a million true fans will. I don't think you're right. You hold on, hold on. Hey, we're doing tiebreakers. It's a tiebreaker. <laughs> Relax. So we have a tiebreaker. Cut. No. You will each have thirty seconds to make your arguments. No interrupting each other. End of story. That's it. I'm going to give you each a different question so that you can't piggyback off each other's answers or run out of things to say. So Jeff. In 30 seconds, you have to tell me... I'm so bad at this. ...who's better. Or not who's better, sorry. Coming down, you have five minutes left in the fourth quarter, and you're down 20. Who do you want controlling the ball, LeBron James or Kobe Bryant? Go. I'd rather have LeBron James controlling the ball. Okay. He's better when it comes to dishing the ball. He's more physical. He can back down better in the post. He, he'll dish it to his open teammates... He's not going to make a dumb move. He's not going to force the ball. That's that's pretty much the best reason there is he's not going to force a shot. Man, am I happy I didn't get that question. 
Wish he had it. <laughs> he would have said, take steroids. No, we not Yeah, or blood dopher. Whatever else you're into over there. All right. Counting cards. <laughs> Identity theft. Cards, right? He can barely count. Kendall, your turn. All right. Failed every class in high school. That's not true. a similar question. Three to some of them. Who? Hey, hey. Sorry. Just because you guys lost doesn't mean you can interrupt. Kendall, who would you rather have on your team? Emmett Smith or Walter Payton? Go. Uh, Walter Payton. Uh... More physical back, uh, never ran out of bounds. You know, it's a crime for him in the Super Bowl. Uh, he never got a chance to score, but uh, the, the fridge got to score before him. Uh, that's a superfluous, superfluous, however you say it. What? Yep. Uh, <laughs> but I just thought I'd throw that out there, you know, just trying to speed up my chance of winning. I have 30 seconds, so I can keep talking. Uh, you know, just a physical back, and, you know, uh, number 34 should be retired across all NFL sports. Can I, can I mention? Sports, he says. Can I mention? I think Kendall said that to earn some bias points. That I did. <laughs> so, so Jeff wins just because I was really stingy on the points. Jeff Jeff got three points. You got two. Yeah, but um, I'm also going to test positive for steroids. So, so Kyle's cool. Anyway, Mark has to do the shot because he lost. Yeah. But Kendall, you're going to get a special under the covers treat later for those those thirty fours being retired. So, uh, yeah. So that, you know that that was went a lot more aggressive than wow. I thought. Um, wow. So I think I think machine washable Rules has some. Don't matter. Kyle. Yeah, this show has just been a complete dumpster <laughs> fire. Uh, Mach, machine washable has some plugs he'd like to. to yeah. Um. If you guys, plug. you know, take a second. Our friends over at the Forgotten News podcast have a quick word. Hi, this is Jim. And this is Annabelle. Together, we bring you the Forgotten News podcast. We tell true stories from long ago. Stories from before you were born. Stories that made headlines for a week or a month, then vanished just as suddenly. We look for and find these long-lost stories, then brush off the dust and share them with you, as fresh as the day they were first told. And one thing we definitely promise you, the stories you will hear will always be a surprise, and it will be a true story. It might be a crime story. It might be a strange or spooky story. It might be a funny story. <laughs> if you are someone who might like to hear lost stories like these, then you should definitely listen to the Forgotten News podcast. We think you'll really enjoy it. If you think you'd like to listen, here's all you need to know. The Forgotten News Podcast is available on iTunes, also known as Apple Podcasts, as well as Google Play, Podbay, Player FM, and nearly every app for listening to podcasts. Wow, that's a lot of places where people can listen or download if they want to. I don't know what else to say, except that if you like hearing stories of strange and unusual things from long ago, be sure to listen to the Forgotten News Podcast. Be sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk, and Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's it. using steroids or coming in last place. Now, you can also find us on iTunes, Podbean, every day on the Lieb Sports Network, and day, now introducing, starting um, the 22nd of October with this show, we are on PPRN. Glad to be a part of it. Very excited. Oh, yes. yes. Good stuff. Excellent. Beer reviews, gentlemen. Your Connecticut brews. 
Souls? Juicy. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> he took two sips. So I had uh, The Four Horsemen by Thimble Island. And uh, unlike The Four Horsemen, the wrestling faction, uh, this beer lacked the wow factor. Um, for, for Whoa! <laughs> that might be a shot for really doing Ric Flair and Justice there. For a dark beer, it, it was okay, but I don't know. I think I was expecting something a little bit more... Su- sweeter, I guess, would be what I'm, I don't know why. I had this a little more Arn Arn Anderson. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Right you know, I the when I have the relic whiting. It was pretty good. It, it was crisp, nice, easy to drink. It might be Whitting now that I'm Whitting. thinking about it. It, it might be Whitting <laughs> Street. The whiting just kind of sounds controversial, so I, <laughs> I don't really want to say anything else. It's only awkward if you make it awkward. <laughs> this this hopstillo here, I thought was very good. Very easy drinking beer. <laughs> Paul doesn't agree, but I like it. I think it's pretty good. I'd drink it again. Hmm? Uh, Kyle, I know you said it was juicy, but can you just tell the listeners what you were drinking again? So if they're uh, looking to get juiced. I was drinking the orange juiced IPA. From? Stony Creek, is that what <laughs> Yeah, good for you, Kyle. You're looking <laughs> to read the cans better. This just makes me go bog wild. It's so Ooh. good. Um, I don't have to do anything. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, I'll do my shot. But Wild hops, uh, it was. I like it a lot. Um, it's a sour with cranberry and spices. It's the perfect beer for this time of year. Yeah, you know, it's just you know, it's it's not heartburn sour, which mm. is something I and both Jeff Martin and I both uh, suffer very strongly from when we drink the sour beers. They cause the acid reflux to flare up quite nicely. This does not do that. Um, and it's very nice and it's like it's got the cranberry taste, but the more tart cranberry taste as opposed to the sweet. So yeah. So, beer reviews. Make sure to tune in next week for our, I believe, we're going to be doing uh, MLB, right? It's the MLB postseason show. So Talk about some steroid usage. Looking forward to that. Also, look out in the future for our NBA Mm -hmm. show, similar to our NHL show we did last week. And uh, remember to be drunk with sports at all times. Or all times. (laughs) I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. You still have that ice to drink down there. Yeah, I'm going to drink it. (laughs) I'm the least person you have to worry about passing up on booze at this table. It's gonna happen. I'm also I'm also halfway done with my beer, and it was twice the size of everybody else's beer here. I'm Jmart. I'm Mark. Sheen washable. Nope. Soulsy. And I'm Kendall. Take care, folks. Mm-hmm.